Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Well, good Saturday morning, my friends. Scott Mosby taking a little time off. Greg Damon here sitting in Scott Mosby chair. That's right. You know I can't answer any of your home improvement questions. I have Denny Core in the house here. He's going to answer all your questions from Mosby Building Arts today here on the Helitech Home Improvement Show. We're going to take your phone calls. We got all sorts of great stuff. Denny, do we have good stuff today on the show? Uh, we always have good stuff. You know that, Greg. All right. <laughs> We're going to talk all sorts of different stuff. Hopefully, we won't have to talk about toilets all three hours. because uh, I, I, I hope not. <laughs> we, we, we tend to run into that. But we're going to take your phone calls. Here's the numbers. 436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. We're going to be taking your phone calls all three hours a day. Plus, as I said, we've got some great stuff to talk about as well. Uh, as everybody knows, Denny, I think it's been raining a little bit outside. It has rained a bit. You, you know, know, we've we've noticed a little, a few drops falling, and right. uh, we've gotten a call or two from that as a result. <laughs> imagine that. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what it's like for uh, for a lot of folks. Um, you know, I I, I got to say probably uh, one thing that uh, around Casa Damon. Uh, you know, my, my thing is I, I want to make sure I get out there and clean them gutters. I think that's probably the number one thing you got to do in the springtime. Gutters are absolutely number one. You always want to look at your drainage for around the house, things like that. Uh, believe me, I tell everybody whenever we're talking to them is to walk around the house, take a look. You know, there's all sorts of things that can be going on. I mean, but the mo- as you said, the most important thing is making sure we get that those gutters looked at, make sure they're not clogged, things of that nature. Sometimes, though, and I just was on a call the other day where, you know, you've got a lot of drainage issues that are creating problems or, and water's coming into the basement, water's getting into window wells, all of those kind of things are, are what we... you my house? Because that's what it sounds like. You're well, at my house with Well, this. you know, I, I, I maybe. <laughs> I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and take a time out. We come back, we're going to hit some phone calls. Plus, also, I've got a ton of questions for you myself. You want to join us, we'd love to have you here on the Home Improvement Show, 436-7900-1800-925-1120. Stick around. We'll be back in just a few minutes. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the Helitech Home Improvement Show here on KMOX. Scott Mosby taking a little time off. Greg Damon sitting in for him. You know I can't answer any questions. So we have Denny Corr in from Mosey Building Arts. He's going to take all your questions and queries in the wacky world of home remodeling, home improvement, anything about your house, he's going to talk about it here on KMOX. We want you to join us. Here are the phone numbers, 436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. Denny, before we went to the break, kind of talking about all the weather and the rain and really kind of getting your house and that. I've got some callers on hold. Let's go ahead and go to the callers, and then we can come back and kind of circle around. Is that all right with you? Absolutely. All right, fantastic. Let's go straight to the phones. How about we talk to Mark? Hey, Mark, guess what? You are up first today here on the Helitech Home Improvement Show. Mark, go ahead. Thanks for the show. Absolutely. Go ahead. So so I was uh, wondering if you could talk a little bit about decks and the problems with decks and what people should look at on their decks um, since there's, you know, roughly 50% of the decks in the U.S., are 20 to 40 years old and lacking, having big problems and maintenance and all that type of stuff. And I think a lot of people just don't realize that decks require maintenance, just like any other outdoor portion of your house. Absolutely. You are completely correct. 
And you actually have one of my topics that I was going to talk about <laughs> if, if we ran out of callers. So um, thanks for, for calling the, making that call, Mark. Uh, things you want to talk about in particular is uh, first and foremost is always looking at your structure. How is it, it? How is it attached to the house? How is it being supported? All of those kind of things are going to be the things that obviously one of the the things we get a lot of right now, and we'll start getting those these kind of uh, things in the news about are going to be about uh, deck collapses, and it's usually because decks aren't secured to the building correctly, or they're not flashed. Or, and usually it's more the, the attached to the building part, but uh, every once in a while it's going to be the post will fail. Uh, all of those kind of things are what's supporting your structure, so you have to make sure that's a good, strong structure. Uh, making sure that it's flashed properly against the house is absolutely critical. And I will tell you, I've been around this stuff for a long time, and very, very, very few decks that were built in the 70s, 80s, 90s are wherever flashed. They just, that was not even, they didn't even give a second thought. They just nail them yeah, up they there. They just nail it up and, and they'd walk away. And it'd be fine for 10, 15 years. And then then you'd start getting rusting where the nails went through. Um, you just, the, the wood would start to deteriorate. All those kind of things would happen. So all of, all of those are critical to making sure that we have a good, strong base to work with. And, and you know, those are, again, critical to, to make sure we're looking at. Uh, making sure that posts are in good order. Uh, you know, frequently, again, and it's an older technique, but they were frequently putting, sinking the posts right into the concrete. They'd just dig a hole and then drop the post in it and then pour concrete around it. Well, that would inevitably cause those posts to rot out, uh, or you'd have the bottom four inches or six inches would be, the, the water would get in, wick in from the bottom and deteriorate the wood. So, uh, those are all things you want to make sure that we're always looking at and addressing because if they're not, it's going to come back and get you. Um, then obviously making sure your railing systems, things like that, are also attached properly. Um, that there's all sorts of different techniques that can be used. Uh, we frequently will go through the deck itself for your, your posts and not attach anything directly to the house. Uh, just because if you ever do have to replace the railing down the line, it's not something that's attached to the house that you're going to have to mess with siding or any of the other materials. That's, that's certainly good advice right there. Uh, right. So it's just it's about thinking through the project beforehand. Um, but, yeah, as far as these decks that are up there, we have to make sure that we've, we've, we're always looking at it, check where your joists. Um, the other things that are required today is when you're putting your floor joists up to your uh, rim board that the part the one that attaches to the house there should be hangers that are supporting that um, there was about 10 years ago they made a shift in treated lumber where they changed the formula and in doing so they actually had to replace the types of hangers they were using because what was happening is the new formula had a more of a I'm going to use the term battery acid just as a Thank you. an easier way to think of it. Um, but it's one of those things that as they did that, it would actually eat the, the brackets up as well as the fasteners. Oh, wow. So so they had to reformulate the brackets and the nail uh, pieces. They've also toned down the, the uh, treatment type of system so it's not quite as aggressive as it was. But um, those are just all things you need to know. And if you don't, they, they do fail on you. Does that, that answer your question, Mark? Yeah, so so you're saying people should look for red rust on all their hardware, 
Um, and the way the, it's attached and make sure it's flashed because if it's not flashed, the moisture gets in there and will actually rot the wood away at those connections, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, what I, I've noticed a lot is people attach the handrails to their rim joists, um, and they're using one or two bolts or a lag screw or maybe just nails. Well, that rim joist is just attached to nails. So, well, yeah, there, and there's a way to there's again ways that you need to support that as well, so that you've got a good strong post. Otherwise, it's going to be it's going to be moving on you, and and that's that's not good either. Mark, thanks so much for the phone call. Hey, Denny, I uh, wanted to ask you about that before we get to our next caller. That, you know, he brought up a great point about that. You know, people, many people don't think about that. Hey, I got this great deck uh, on my house. Our deck is low. You know, it's only you know probably a foot and a half off 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 the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have one that's suspended. But, man, that, that's a great thing to talk about. Many people don't think about it to go out or maybe having somebody come out every couple years, every five years, just to inspect it and look at it uh, and, and make sure it is secure because, let's face it, I mean, we've all seen wood fail. Uh, sure. Um, I mean, it could, be, it could be very costly for your family. Well, in your business, you got to get your car inspected every year, right? Right, absolutely. And so it's the same kind of thing. You want to make sure you're always looking and reviewing things because we do take things for granted, and we forget, and and all of a sudden we're having a problem, and that you know that can usually be avoided. Absolutely. Let's go on and move on. Let's talk to D. D. You're up next on the Home Improvement Show here on KMOX. Hi, I have another basement issue. Uh, we've lived in our home for about 40 years, and our basement is finished. And with this last 10 inches of rain that we received. Uh, our basement pretty much flooded. Um, I have talked with all my neighbors. We seem to be the only one who's had this problem. Um, We've had a couple companies come out and were shocked at some of the remedies that they suggested with the price. Uh, But what's been suggested is uh, a French drain that goes completely around the house with a sump pump. And then we had someone else that said, no, you don't have to go to that extreme just maybe two sides with the French drain and a sump pump. My question is, and then we have to refinish the basement where they have to tear into the walls and that. Is there any other type, would just a sump pump, because this is the first time this has ever happened, um, help at all? Well, a sump pump system is based on about, basically what you're looking at is you're putting a hole. And, and, and let me ask you this, is this inside or outside? that they're talking about putting this drain? Uh, inside. Okay. So when if you just put a pump in, the problem is you what you'll do is you'll take water in from the, the basically when they're pouring the floor for the basement, there's a gravel base underneath it. And right now what's happening is the water is coming, it's gone all the way around the foundation, below the footings, and coming up underneath the floor. And it's weeping up because you're, it's like your house is a... It's hydrostatic pressure. Yeah, it's, it's, you're, you're sitting like a bowl sitting in a bucket of water, and it's trying to get through. Um, and since it's not a seamless system, you're going to have water that will come up. So when you're doing it, you have to make sure that if you just put a sump pump in, I, to be honest, D, I don't think I would feel comfortable doing just that because it's just not going to service the area adequately. In, in, in our recommendation, we're going to usually tell you to put that entire sump system in. I know it's an expense, but it's one of those kind of things that it's happened to your house now. You are now more vulnerable to it. 
what will happen is over a course of years, so if you stop and think about over the last 10 years, we've gone through some times where we've had drought conditions, we've had some really wet systems, all that kind of stuff. And what happens is that ground is shrinking and expanding all the time. And if we don't address that, what, what, well, well let's, let me put it this way. With that ground shrinking and, and, and expanding, when it shrinks, water, and it does rain, water's got nothing to stop it or slow it down. It doesn't even have anything to soak into. It's just got a big open cavity right up next to your foundation, and it just pours in along the foundation and in underneath the footings. And again, that's where your, your water's going to come. It will usually take, I'll be the first to admit this, it will usually take a rain like we had of epic proportion here a couple weeks ago. But the problem is we had another one of these epic rains 16 months before, and then it's been you know, years before that. So it's just you have to decide what, what it's worth to you. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a question of to do it right, you need to put that full drain system in. Does that answer your question, Dee? Uh, yeah, it answers my question, but my only other question would be, why is it just us and no one else surrounding our home? Uh, our, where do you sit on the lot? Are you in the low spot on the lot? Oh, actually, the... this street is pretty flat. Okay. Actually, we're higher up on the hill than some of our neighbors down at the very end of our street. Well, it could be soil conditions. It could be, you know, one maybe there's a bunch of clay soil at your house where there isn't others. You know, it's hard to say exactly why. Uh, I know it feels like when you're in the middle of that, that you're being picked on. It's just the luck of the draw, unfortunately. Okay, thank you. Sorry, I don't have a better answer for you than that. Thank Thank, you. Thanks, Dee. You know, we had that, uh, we lived in our house about a year, never had an issue in our basement. And um, now we live at the bottom of a hill. Um, All of a sudden, one day, here we go. And we we have a a sump system with a drain tile in it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. we get this rain, all of a sudden I got water pouring in my basement windows. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's just raining so hard. You know, I go out and lay some garden timbers out trying to divert the water away from the windows, still getting just, you know, water just just coming in. So we we broke down and had one of those drain systems installed, the, the, the not the drain tile, but the gutter type system They where they bust up the foundation and, mm-hmm. you know, and lay that right. in there. Um, they also put some drains in our window wells for us. I got to tell you, I haven't had one drop of water in my basement since that's happened. That's and that's been uh, been about nineteen years. Right, and and I will tell you, that's what you have to yeah, to do it, and you have to address it thoroughly. Uh, again, I'm I just am dealing with a client right now uh, um, that we've done exactly that same kind of problem, and I said, here's the way to fix it and make sure it doesn't come back. Right, now, we, you, ju- you just gave me a, a testimonial for. A 19-year testimonial. So a- Absolutely. It's, it, it amazes me. Then they put, uh, so we had a sump pump, as I said, put in, or, you know, that was already in the house. Mm-hmm. They, they actually put another sump pump in as well on the opposite corner of the house. Okay. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I can hear them turn on and run and everything else. What's really funny, though, when the one that the drain, uh, when the, the drain system, I can hear that running, and I'll go check the other one. And there'll be no water coming in it right. from the drain tile. So I'm assuming the drain tile is clogged up and it's that plastic corrugated. Right, uh, right. It, it, it could be. It's hard to say, but it, it's probably just that part of the house isn't getting the same kind of water that the others. You know, and it, it really is kind of uh, designated to that. Uh, it just depends on where the water's coming from right. and, and what system it's hitting because you've got two systems. I'll tell you, tell you a funny story here from, you know, being a mechanic. Uh, so it's... Uh, 
pouring down rain in the middle of the night. We're just having nasty storms. And luckily, we live in St. Charles County, so most of the power is underground. We, you know, we, we rarely lose power. Right. Well, we, we lose power. So, of course, I run down and check the sump pits, and, boy, they're just filling up, filling up, mm-hmm. filling up. So I'm going, what am I going to do? i got to get these sump pumps going. So I just happen to have a power inverter, and I go out and hook it up to my truck and run my truck. And me and my wife sit in the garage as I run extension cords down to the basement <laughs> to uh, – to get our sump pumps going. Well, and that's why they have battery backup systems <laughs> for your well, sump system. Well, and that's exactly where I was going to go right there. So right. since then, we have uh, we've installed the battery backup system. Right. So. And that's really what's nice about that. It's a, in many cases, it's a secondary pump. So even if your main pump goes out, it's a it's a release point. You know. So we just have to make sure we're being thorough and and doing what we can, especially when you have a situation like that where you you've got water coming in and you have to get to dress. And unfortunately, when the water comes in, is usually when the power gets knocked out. Exactly. <laughs> That's so we that battery backup is really critical. Now let me ask you this, because this is one thing that uh, that I think many homeowners, including myself, and I'm gonna because it it happened to me, uh, talk about sump pumps. How often should you go down and check your sump pump? I'm I am very religious on it now because it happened to where it backed up. I didn't know the sump pump wasn't working. Right. And you know I have water coming out of my sump pit. So, well, you should probably check it, at least check to make sure it's operating once a year, minimum. Um, the, the reality is you should probably replace it every five to seven years because that's about the life expectancy. And a lot of it depends on, obviously, how often it's running sure. and all those things. But, uh, and there, it can last for 15, but I'm going to tell you five to seven because at least that way you're protecting yourself that it's not going to fail when you want it. Well, and submerged in water. Right. As well, exactly. the entire time. Yeah. So. so, and it's it's an operating system. You know, again, as a mechanic, you understand that. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm a freak about it now. So right. my wife makes fun of me. Well, for most other things. <laughs> well, as well. I, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> hey, let's take a break. We come back. We're going to take some more of your phone calls. You want to join us? We'd love to have you. Four three six seven nine hundred or one eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. You're listening to the Home Improvement Show here on KMOX Saturday at your service. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Welcome back, my friend. Scott Mosby taking a little time off. Greg Damon, Denny Core from Mosby Building Arts in the house taking your phone calls, 436-7900-1800-925-1120. If you want to join us, we got two-hour show today and uh, going all the way till 1 o'clock. So if you want to join us, we'd love to have you. Again, those numbers, 436-7900-1800-925-1120. Denny, thanks for coming down and hanging out here with us on the uh, Home Improvement Show. It's always a pleasure to be here. <laughs> if, if only I could be as smart as Scott. I don't know. Well, you know, there's, there's always, it's always good to have goals in life. That's right. You know, you just always you have just to reach out set and the look bar for high. something. You just set it up, and, <laughs> and Scott sets, sets a high bar. So, I, You know, I, I got to tell you, I listen to Scott's show all the time because, and I just think to myself, wow, I wish I'd have known that. I, or, you know. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I so, do, too. I know, I know a lot, but yeah. I don't know everything he's going to know. It's, uh, so. it's, it's pretty amazing. Hey, I want to talk a little bit, uh, uh, the, before we get to other phone callers, we had a, a phone caller uh, before in our last segment that was talking about uh, drainage systems in, in, right. the, uh, in the basement, and, right. you know, she's the only one that's having issues with that. You know, isn't it true here in Missouri that, that with the soil composition we have, I mean, almost every basement gets moisture in it? it, it absolutely. You have the potential with every single basement, and that's where 
Um, she had mentioned that she was the only one on the block. The, the reality is it's, it's probably unlikely whether it's, it's showing through yet at this point. That's really what the, the issue becomes. Um, but I, I, it just seems hard to believe that you just have one house out of a, right. a block full of, of, of houses where you have that problem. I know I talk to a lot of the, the different, or some of the people that we work with, Helitech and people like that, and that's, you know, they just are known, there's neighborhoods, they know they're going to get working. That's just the way it is. You right. Know? So if you have one, it's, there's usually going to be a lot more than just one more. Now, uh, you know, uh, with folks, uh, you know, I, I, I'm lucky. Uh, my, my basement's not totally finished. So, I mean, that's how I found it. But, I mean, I, I assume if you have a finished basement, boy, it could take years and years and years before you know that you have an issue. It's one of those kind of things that's going to depend on how severe it is. You know, sometimes you'll have a crack in the foundation, you know, and it'll, you'll get seepage from that, and it will be a little bit over time, and all of a sudden you'll see a little wet spot down on a baseboard or down in the drywall or something, or a little wet spot in the carpet. Um, and Or it could be something where you've got water that's coming up in that, that seam where the sump pump's required, uh, and that's a much more complex system. But if, it, if, it's, a, if it's a big leak... You're gonna. You will show up. If not, it's. It could show. It could be underneath a bunch of boxes. You wouldn't see. And mm-hmm. I, I've gone to plenty of times where people have stuff stored in there, or or just even a piece of furniture that it would be right behind there, and they didn't didn't realize they had the issue, and it's been going on for seven or eight years. You know. So it's it's just it's not uncommon. It's it's one of those things. If you do have your basement finished, make sure you address all of that stuff before you ever get it finished because. If you don't, it will come and get you later. Right. So, I mean, it's just about, again, doing due diligence on the front side to make sure you're prepared. Now, obviously with this, I mean, this is a real potential for mold, which can be very hazardous to to a lot of folks. Uh, well, to everybody. Really? Uh, but, I mean, obviously, if you smell mold in your basement, you, you may have an issue. And oh, how would you, you go, uh, you know, to address that? Uh, there's a couple different things you could do. You, you know, you could call a company like ours, or you can call uh, a... Uh, environmental type of company and they'll they'll come in and they can do a lot of testing to really determine what's going on if it's if it's truly um, something you need to be concerned about they can look at because there's different types of mold too and they can come and frequently test the mold itself to see there are some that are very very toxic and in fact a lot of times you'll have to move out of the house because they'll have oh, wow. to because it almost like immediately because once it's been determined it is very dangerous to the people that are the inhabitants of it. Uh, so they'll, they can check for all that stuff. But if you smell it, it's probably too late, but you need to address it as soon as you start smelling mold. Perfect. Let's go back to the phones and let's talk to Kay. Hey, Kay, you're up next here on the Home Improvement Show. Hi there. I love your show. Thanks for, thanks for all the uh, information you're providing. I, I have a question about roof trusses and if... Um, I've got a home that has seven foot five ceilings, and I was just wondering if it's at all possible for me to raise that ceiling by by modifying the roof truss, you know, by putting in a, a 16 foot cross piece uh, all the way across, and then cutting out the lower part of the truss, or if that's kind of a, or if that's considered a, a violation of the code. Well, the problem is you are in, uh, um, you are jeopardizing the strength of the truss. It's it's engineered and designed to be for a certain type of structure. So uh, the idea of modifying a, a truss system after it's already installed, I would be a bit gun-shy to do that. 
I mean, there's things you can do, but the, the truth is you should just have one that it's truly engineered for the new shape of the ceiling that you want to do. Because if you try to go in there and try to do anything with it, you're, it's going to mess you up. Maybe maybe have an engineer come out and look at it. Absolutely. but And I will tell you, well, my opinion is they will come in and say, um, you you need to probably get rid of, you need to probably replace the truss rather than try to do just a, uh, um, a, a repair to it. If that may, I don't know if that made sense, but. Oh, no, it, it does. I think that's. That's helpful. Thanks. It's, it's probably not what you wanted to hear, but it's yeah, it's, I know. <laughs> but it's that's the truth. Well, you, it, you don't want your house falling down. No, you don't, because it's going to be a problem if you don't if you try to alter that trust. Right. Okay. Well, that's a, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for the phone call. Let's move on and talk to Cliff. Cliff, you're up next on the Home Improvement Show. Yeah, I've got a uh, low pitched roof, and uh, had the uh, roof replaced three years ago. And it's been leaking since. It uh, leaked in a corner with uh, some cabinets and ruined those. Uh, the roofer did come back and replace the cabinets and did a repair that has helped, but it's still uh, been leaking like a uh, slow drip in that corner since. And is with all the rain we had, is this something that is normal? Should... Uh, uh, you know, should I just you know, accept a slow drip there, or uh, you know, I'm I'm worried that uh, it's going to go over the warranty, and the roof is going to say, "Hey, sir, this is over right. for your warranty." So, when a roof is replaced, there's there's no reason ever for there to be a leak. I I will state that on the front side. If there's something leaking, there's a problem with it. Now, it could be that if you're this is in a kitchen, you had. The cabinets replaced, yeah. is that right? So mm-hmm. is it? does it back up to a bathroom? No, it's uh, it's where the uh, hitch of the roof meets uh, the garage, which is flat. It's uh, leaking in there. Okay. So it sounds like, and it's hard to say without seeing it, but it sounds like it, it's where that connection of those two, two different surfaces are meeting. And it's yeah. it's kind of a related to a flashing type of issue. Um, mm-hmm. the, the roof that's on the garage, is that a, that's a, did you say that was a flat roof? Yes. Okay. Um, so depending on how they've taken that, if they've run that, so where that roof intersects the wall to the other part of the house, they probably mm-hmm. haven't run it up underneath. Is there siding above that or what's, what's above the, uh, what's in the, in the house section of the, is there? Uh, yeah, it, it's sided. Okay, so I would say what they probably did is they just didn't bring the roof material, that's the flat material, up mm-hmm. the, and flash that, that seam correctly. Because if you've got a steady leak, it, there's, it means something's just not sealed right. So um, I would address that. That's the first thing I'd be looking at. Okay. I mean, I'd have your roofer back and take a look at that. And if all else fails, you know, you can call somebody like us and we can come and look at it. Okay, thank you. All right, fantastic. I appreciate the phone call. we got to take a little break, my friends, but if you want to join us, Jim, you hang on. You're going to be next when we come back. You want to join us, we'd love to have you. 436-7900 or 1-800-925-1120. You are listening to the Home Improvement Show here on KMOX. A lot more to come. Stick around. 
And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Welcome back, my friends. Wrapping up the last segment here on hour number one, but don't worry, we got a whole nother hour to go. Scott Mosby taking some time off. Greg Damon sitting in his chair, but guess what? Denny Core from Mosby Building Arts, he's here answering all your questions. 436-7900-1800-925-1120. Let's go ahead and back to the phones. Let's talk to Jim. Hey, Jim, you're up next on the Home Improvement Show. Hi. Um, I have, this is more of a winter problem, but... Uh, my garage floor uh, slopes to the garage door, which I guess it should. But then, when the when the salty, uh, the snow and everything melts, it runs to the seal on the garage door, and then it runs to one of the corners. Um, and I noticed that the house is about 27 years old. It's supposed. To, it's starting to deteriorate. The um, the concrete wall that it's, you know, it, it pools in that area and lays up against it. Is there anything um, I could, you know, paint on there or, or seal somehow that so it wouldn't, uh, you know, destroy that concrete? Um, that's an interesting question. It's, it's one of those, there's not a clear-cut answer for that. Uh, you can put a sealer on and that will help. The problem is if it's already been um, into the concrete itself where the, the salt has been sitting and working against that, that uh, concrete, it starts to break down the outside surface of it. So when you think about a concrete, um, it, so if you've seen how it gets poured, you know, it's got a bunch of rock and all the cement and all that stuff that's in it, and they'll kind of bring you out to uh, a, a smoother edge, the the creamy part of the cement. Um, and what happens is moisture will get in to those pores, and that's where it starts breaking down. It's it's probably not causing any serious true damage to the, the concrete. It doesn't look so good. I mean, that's the biggest thing I can tell you. Uh, but, I, I, you know, if you put a sealer on it, that would certainly help extend it. Okay. Does that, does that right. answer your question? I mean, I... I I know it wasn't a clear-cut answer, but... Yeah, I, and I'm assuming just like a... I mean, do they make a concrete sealer that, uh, you know, you can buy at like a local hardware store or something? Uh, you can find some things at, uh, you know, Home Depot and those kind of places. Or if you go to a place like New Way, they have some, uh, they have some very specific concrete sealers. Okay. okay. All right, great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate the phone call. Let's move on. Talk to Mark. Mark, you're up next on the Home Improvement Show. Yeah, this is Mark. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, yes, I got a question on sump pumps. Uh, we've been in this home about uh, 15 years. We have two sump pumps that have never been changed. Uh, one seems to be working good. It kicks on when it needs to, and the other one will not kick on. I have to plug it in to drain it, go down there an hour later, drain it again, and do this do this uh, every so often until it stops. With all the heavy rain we've been having lately, so it's not filled up at all, which I'm really kind of surprised. I was wondering if I need to uh, change the sump pump or do whatever. Uh, I would definitely, if it's 15 years old, I would replace it. Just That's the first thing I'd tell you um, as to why it's not filling up. It's, it's. I don't have an answer for you on that, 
Uh, it's kind of an unusual thing that it would be raining and not having that happen. Um, you, the only thing is, was that a original um, sump pump in the house, or was that secondary? Was that put in after the house was built? Do you know? Uh, that I really couldn't tell you. Okay. Um, when I plug it in, when I plug it in to drain it, it uh, it should kick off. I'm assuming it should kick off, and it won't kick off. Right, so and that, that's where the, the there's a part of the pump that's failed. So you need it should like be replaced. Like a float or something. Right, exactly. So if you just replace that pump, okay. it should take care of that. And you guys do that? We do. And um, I'll just give your uh, company a call and have them come out and take a look. Yeah, up you can give our call office a call. The number is 314-909-1800. All right? Oh, uh, let's see. No, hold on a second. I'll tell you what, what Mark. the number again? I'm sorry. 909-1800. 314. 314-909-1800. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you very much for your help. All right, thank you. Thanks, Mark. Thank Pre- you. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, Denny, I'll tell you what, we just got uh, about uh, two minutes here before we go back to break. Uh, so, Jacqueline, Denny, you guys hang on the phone. We will get you when we come back from the other side of news. Uh, a couple things that, that, that I want to mention before we take a break, and, and maybe give some, uh, some callers out there, if they have some questions, we can, uh, you know, we can talk about this, kind of staying with the basement kind of issue. I mean, this is... You know, this is a, a really big thing depending on the soil that you have around your house. And, and you mentioned earlier, you know, we've been through some droughts and stuff. And I remember Scott talking about this when we had that real severe drought several years ago and how the ground pulled away from the house. Then here comes the wintertime and all this snow and everything. Really just there was no place for it to go, just right next to the basement. And has caused really kind of caused all sorts of problems. Right. Well, because you have, first of all, you've got all that moisture that's going in there. I mean, obviously, if it's raining or if it's snowing, uh, even when the snow will eventually melt and it's going to fill that cavity up. Uh, the other problem is when it is uh, during the winter, you have the potential of freezing against the foundation. That's another. I didn't bad, think of that. Yeah, you know, that's a whole other aspect, and it can cause some of those cracks in the foundation. Uh, but it, it, really, it's about the amount of moisture. So because because of the kind of weather climate that we live in, you know, it's. You you got dry times, you got wet times. <laughs> I don't know how to it, put it other than that. Is this something that, that maybe folks should have, uh, you know, I guess a landscaper or somebody else come out that really knows about grade and things like that just to make sure that their house is, is, is properly graded away? Uh, absolutely making sure that you're, you're, the ground is sloping away from the house. You, really, if you have downspouts, any of that kind of stuff, you always want to make sure all of your water is as far away from your foundation as possible. Uh, we tell people, at least for downspouts, that it should be at least at least 10 feet away. So, I mean, those are things that we want to make sure that we are, are looking at, but a landscaper will uh, look at all that stuff and kind of give you a good direction. All right, fantastic. Folks, we'll see you on the other side of news, my friends. 